Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A Radio Info Raw Edit podcast. The conversations behind our reports. This is Peter Saxon for another Radio Info podcast. And my guest today is Dr. Morton Boyer, who's the CEO of GFK. Uh, everyone knows as the people who do all the surveys for, or at least all the metro surveys um, for CRA. Welcome, Dr. Boyer. Pleasure, Peter. Now, through CRA, GFK recently announced... Um, that from next year it will be introducing some of the biggest changes in the way in which radio surveys have been conducted uh, for decades. Now, Dr Boyer, could you please walk us through the differences between how the surveys have been done this year and how they'll be conducted next year? Yes, sure thing, Peter. Look, the Radio 360 system that we are that we announced recently and which we'll be launching was the result of a lot of background work and research on our part and extensive industry consultation as well so we've been in close alignment with the radio networks and also the advertisers and agencies along the way and along with some independent experts that have been brought along as well to help inform what kind of measurement system we wanted to move to. And it's also been driven, I have to say as well, by how audiences have changed and the way radio content has evolved as well. So obviously for for several years now, we have seen content move and diversify and become accessible in across lots of different platforms. But the way we have conducted the radio ratings have been really the same since they began for over 70 years. So, so this is definitely the most significant change to the methodology since the inception of the radio ratings. As far as we know, the approach we have selected is also a world first, but it really began with that sort of acknowledgement of how radio audiences have changed and the devices that they use have changed. And um, the fact that no single measurement instrument is perfect. So I think there had been a lot of discussion previously about, you know, switching from diaries to meters, and it was a very binary discussion, one or the other. But one of the results of the measurement innovation program that we began a few years ago and which also resulted in us doing one of the largest pilot studies that I'm aware of has ever been conducted in the world was that we quickly realised that to get as comprehensive a system as possible, we needed to look at multiple data sets. So Radio 360 will be introducing two new forms of data which will be captured differently compared to the diaries. The first one is streaming data, which we'll capture using our, our tagging technology at GFK. It's called GFK Sensic, as well as receiving server logs directly from the networks as well. 
And then the second one is that we'll be building a new watch meter panel. So this is a wearable meter that we have trialed several times and which also is live in other currencies around the world. And we'll be integrating these new data sets into one, into one single data set for users to then access on their platform of choice. So I understand that with the watches, the wearable watches, um, and we'll get to the specifics of how that works soon, but I understand that there'll be 2,000 of them uh, allocated. Is that 2,000 in each market or is it 400 split over, you know, 400 in five markets? Yeah, Peter, it's the latter. So there'll uh -huh. be 400 in each of the five major metro markets. That's correct. Uh, so it's a, a total of 2,000 nationally. Right. And how many diaries will be handed out compared to the watches? So, yeah. So look, that's, that's the other thing, actually, I forgot to mention, as well as what's changing with the introduction of the new um, two types of data sets, which will not rely on respondent recall. The other, the other change is that we, we will be increasing significantly the proportion of e-diaries. So we'll maintain, just to answer your question, Peter, we'll maintain the same 60,000 plus sample size annually for the diaries, but we, we will increase the e-diaries from their current 30% proportion up to 50% by the end of this year, and then growing that even further up to 80% by 2022 which means there will only be 20% of the diary sample relying on face-to-face -face and paper diaries um, from uh, probably around um, sometime around mid-next mid year. And um, obviously that will COVID-proof the ratings significantly more than they are at the moment. We did have to pause the ratings for a period last year, as you'll probably recall. Mm. And by moving in this direction quickly, we will... Um, protect the continuity of the ratings as well as it right. seems apparent that um, we'll be living with COVID for the foreseeable future. But with the, um, with the online diaries or the, the digital diaries, it's still a question of recall, isn't it? You type it into a computer rather than put it on a piece of paper. Is that right? That's, that's correct, Peter. Right. So that, that aspect of the methodology, the diaries will continue to operate as they are. So what we're doing is creating a hybrid system where we're, we're bringing in multiple data sets and then integrating them. And again, as I mentioned, it's again, beginning with that assumption that each of these different measurement instruments, the, the wearable meter, the diary, the streaming data, all have their own strengths. And we will arrive at the most holistic measurement possible if we combine those strengths as opposed to simply using any one of them in isolation of the others. Right. So if, for example, the uh, raw data from the watches is vastly different or you know, significantly different from the raw data that comes from the diaries, what would be your response to that? Would that be sort of flattened out and averaged or do you just sort of show it as that's the difference? Yeah, so it's important to note that in the initial phase of Radio 360, the watch meter 
data will be used to calibrate and validate and deduplicate the streaming data. So the streaming data, when we receive it in its raw form, is un, un, uh, it's, uh, still hasn't been deduplicated and processed. So it's traffic data as opposed to audience data. And we need to prepare that data and create an industry-level streaming data set before we can integrate it into the main currency, which means that the, the watch data, even though we know from our extensive testing that it can produce some differences between the diary data, it won't be integrated directly with the diary data, at least in the first stage, which means that we're not anticipating any trend breaks in the information. But the big, the big change and the big benefit to the user will be that they will be able to look at their streaming audience, which we know is growing significantly. It's more than tripled in the last five years and will continue to grow likely. Um, people will be able to look at that audience with a lot more granularity and with a far bigger sample size behind it. So it's also, of course, the streaming audience, an audience that can be accessed more directly by agencies and advertisers. So this was one of the top priorities that was unanimously put forward by all of the industry stakeholders that we consulted with. Okay. Now, how does the watch actually work? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's so, the method behind it? Yeah, sure. So the watch essentially records ambient audio. So the respondent is asked to wear the watch throughout all the waking hours of the day. And then the watch is basically recording the ambient audio in the respondent's environment. And it's also encrypting that audio as well for privacy so that there's no way to actually discern um, any intelligible conversation uh, or sounds or anything like that. Um, it's all encrypted. And um, we then use the uh, ambient audio recordings to match with the content that went to air. So once we see um, what the respondent um, was exposed to and then match that to the audio that we know went to air, that's how we know what people listen to and for how long and when. So it's an audio match rather than being a signature that's underlying on the station's broadcast. Correct, yep. Right, okay. Um, now, let's say I'm a respondent asked to wear a watch. Typically for me, my watch would be the first thing I'd take off when I get home and I'd put it on the bedside table and it would be the last thing I put on before I go to work. Now, in the meantime, I yep. wake up, um, I take a shower, shave and such, and listen to the radio in the bathroom. Then I go to the kitchen and listen to the radio while having breakfast. Now, all the way, all the while, my watch is sitting in the bedroom, out of earshot of the radio, 
and perhaps missing out on an hour of my radio listening during the most important day part. Am I actually being counted? No, so you wouldn't be counted. That proportion of your listening, Peter, we would know you weren't wearing the watch. So the watch has things like um, it can measure it can measure the heat uh, and the sensitivity and temperature, as well as it has um, ability to measure movement as well. Mm-hmm. So we will know if someone has just left uh, the watch and forgotten to put it on. We would know that it's not being worn due to the change in temperature and the lack of movement. Do I get any incentive if I'm one of the watch wearers? Do I get any incentive to um, make sure I do wear that watch? Yes. So that that is part of the way the um, panel development works is that our respondents are indeed offered an incentive. Similar to most other um, audience measurement panel systems that also offer their respondents an incentive. And importantly as well, some of that compliance data I mentioned around temperature and movement also helps us to um, advise the respondents and help train them. Uh, So there is an element of, I guess, breaking some of those habits that you mentioned, Peter, for our Mm. panellists, so that it becomes more second nature for people to keep the watch on and during that during all of their waking hours. But that's that's the good thing is that we can see that information um, and then let them know, hey, we've noticed that you're forgetting to put the watch on for quite a long period of time at this time of day. Could you please kindly remember to um, wear the watch during all waking hours? Okay. Um, Dr. Boyer, here's another one, uh, hypothetical. Let's say it's the weekend. I go out for a jog in the park, and it's really hypothetical that I would do this. But my mobile device and earpods, um, and I'm listening through a mobile device with earpods, let's say, um, to the radio app, will I be measured? Yes, so... Sorry, Peter, can you hear me? That's all right, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, sorry. Uh, didn't hit uh, unmute quick enough. Um, so, yes, we still capture headphone listening. I mean, there's a number of different ways we can triangulate that. It's obviously there as part of the diary because the diary is completely platform and device agnostic. But in addition to that, with um, the extra streaming data coming through, it's also possible for us in some of that data to detect whether headphone listening took place. For the meters themselves, there are peripheral hardware devices that can be used to capture headphone listing as well. We won't be using that at this stage. And it does also tend to affect respondent compliance if we ask them to um, add extra pieces of hardware on top of what we're already doing. So um, the headphone listing will still be captured and I think it will be enriched as well by the streaming data that we have available. So it will be more accurate than what we have at the moment because there will be more data sets feeding into that information, but it was always there and it will continue to be there. Right. So if I'm listening to the radio app on my um, smartphone, um, there'll be streaming data through the app that I was listening to Triple J, for example, or 2GB, whether I was wearing headphones or not. Is, is Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, it's not my complete area of expertise, um, Peter, but my understanding is that for some of the apps, they have got the ability to detect whether a headphone jack was engaged or not during the session of listening. Um, 
I'm not aware if it is consistent across all apps. I suspect like many things with this, this, this type of technology, there are differences. However, we know that it does exist and that this is possible and it will be an additional data set that we'll be able to utilize um, to, um, to get another read on the headphone listing, in addition to the read that we already have been collecting from the diaries. Now, um, Dr. Morton, in the USA, a similar type of wearable meter has been around for about 14 years now. Uh, no doubt, Chief K has been closely monitoring their impact on the markets in which they operate. So would you agree that the uh, wearables haven't been quite the unmitigated success for US radio that many had hoped? Yeah, look, I mean, I'm, I'm not as close, obviously, to that market, and I do understand that they had some challenges, and I think some of those challenges were quite operational and technical and um, likely quite common for implementing a new system. Um, my understanding is that we've overcome some of those challenges, but, look, this was the one of the reasons why we wanted to move to a hybrid system, that, you know, we, we knew that, that every different measurement instrument and technique had its strengths. So... That's the difference between what we're doing here in Australia and the US. It's not a case of us going from diaries to meters. Um, we will be using multiple data sets and multiple ways to capture listening rather than um, completely switching off one method and turning on another and relying on it solely. So I think, um, I guess that helps us a lot with the transition. And I think it also gives us a lot of opportunity to further innovate into the future. I think. Once we have the fundamentals of the new system bedded down, there will be, you know, a lot more possibility for us to enhance the system down the road as well, depending on what the industry would like us to look at. What sort of trialling have you done, done up to now? So for the last several years now, as part of the Measurement Innovation Program, we've been looking at um, the Superpilot data, which was a really large single source study that um, included all of these types of data sets that I'm talking about now. So streaming data, wearable meter data, diary data. Uh, it also included the app meter data as well. Uh, at this stage, we're not introducing the app meter because the wearable meter was um, far more comprehensive in the listening that it was able to capture. Um, but um, we've been able to look at all that data and. Um, as I said before, um, analyze it and, um, you know, really quantify some of the strengths and the differences between the different data sets and begin to build a model that combines all of these different data sets. And we've also been able to begin processing a lot of the streaming data that we've been receiving from the networks as well. So there's been a lot of preparation already that's gone into building Radio 360 over the last few years, which is why we are confident we can meet the very aggressive timeline of having the integrated streaming data ready by July next year. So it starts July. For which survey will that be? be about four, won't it? I believe that would be five or four. So if it, yeah. all, goes, if it all goes to schedule, that's what the um, timeline we're looking at is. I'm sure you'll have butterflies on that day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and throughout, leading up to it. <laughs> Dr. Boyer, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that our listeners will too. Thank you. Hold up. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 